younger workers are reporting exhaustion from COVID-related work stress. Is it really that bad? Do older people not get it? We'll tackle all that with thought leader and author of the best-selling book, Bow Down, Lindsay Goldberg, on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside of, uh, well, uh, today actually in East Lansing, Michigan. I'm Joe Saul Sihai. Hey, I'm Lindsay, the editor-in-chief of Ask Zeta, and I'm coming to you from Queens, New York. This is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're going to cover another one from CNBC like we did yesterday. Not only do we read them like some podcasts, but we dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, Lindsay and I will have a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day and all in around 20 minutes. So today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money. Tiller is the spreadsheet app that I use to manage my money. Welcome, uh, Money with Friends listeners. Optimize your financial life in Google Sheets. Fast automatic transaction imports, easy templates, and a free 30-day trial. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. What's interesting is, is that we actually today have Lindsay Goldwork with us. And Lindsay, actually, what's funny is I was talking about Tiller money today. I have to tell you, I actually use two different things. I download it into, into Tiller for my day by day, but for the money discussions that Cheryl and I have, I actually use your employer Zeta. So I've got, I've got these two things that I use, but I use them for different things, right? Cheryl and I want to be on the same page about money. Zeta allows us to do that very quickly. Tiller allows me also to, 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 tweak my stuff however I want it, however I like it. So um, it's, a, I don't know. I'm a money nerd, Lindsay. You know, I'm a nerd about many things. <laughs> I, I understand. Our passions are our passions. Well, we're going to talk about some younger nerds today, uh, which nerd we say very fondly here, by the way, if you're a nerd, you're one of our people and some people having some financial exhaustion. So let's get into this and see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off this discussion. This is Tara from Rise Up. P.E. ratios, stock purchase plans, Federal Reserve meetings? We must be getting ready for another episode of Money with Friends. All right. Today's piece comes to us from CNBC. It's written by Lori Conish. Young workers at risk of financial exhaustion due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, the economic uncertainty brought on by the coronavirus has spared no generation of American workers. But a recent survey found that young professionals could be bearing the brunt of the financial stress. One big consequence of that pressure is burnout, with 85% of young Americans reporting they feel pushed to the limit in at least one area when it comes to their jobs, managing their finances, studying, or social media, according to a recent survey from TD Ameritrade. They're just starting off and trying to get their footing in general, said Molly Passantino, Senior Specialist of Retirement and Annuities at TD Ameritrade. Now there's an additional setback with the coronavirus. Lindsay? About one in three young Americans reported that they had been laid off or put on temporary leave, TD Ameritrade found. The numbers are particularly stark for members of Gen Z, which is 15 to 22, who are three times more likely to be laid off than their older counterparts. One reason is that younger people are more likely to be in service positions. Meanwhile, 63% of young Americans are worried they will lose their job versus 52% overall. TDA Ameritrade's survey focused on young Americans ages 15 to 29 and was conducted online between February and April. Since that time, the economy has struggled to reopen amid rising coronavirus case numbers in some parts of the country. Meanwhile, Congress has struggled to agree on additional stimulus relief. 
You know, the piece goes on, Lindsay, to talk about how the tasks that cause the most financial burnout uh, are saving and budgeting, mostly because of this limited cash flow and the worry that I that I might have cash flow. And it's funny when I so when I first read this, I thought, and I generally see myself as a pretty young dude, but when I read this, I had kind of a oh come on, suck it up, Buttercup feeling like really you feel stress i feel so bad for you because we all feel stressed but then as i got into it i thought if the coronavirus had hit me personally when i was 22 or 23 years old and i had this complete financial disaster going on uh, uh just i was a dumpster fire Lindsay, financially things were so yes. bad this would have been absolutely horrible Absolutely, incredibly horrible. I I might not have known where I was going to live the next month. Um, I mean, it, it was that bad. I can I can really see this being incredibly stressful for younger people. I cannot even imagine being a young person now. You just went to college. You just took out all these loans, and now there's no jobs. A there's you might not be able to pay your rent because your job um, is gone, or you don't know when it's going to come back. That's terrible. You know, all these mounting bills, you have to, you know, you know that, that you're struggling to pay your student loans. You know, and in the end, you know, the cost of living has not kept up, you know, sorry, the, the, our salaries have not kept up with the cost of living. So it's not the same as, you know, 30 years ago if you were, you know, a 22 year old. You know, if you work, you know, people at, who work full time at, at these service jobs, they're, they're bringing home like 15 bucks an hour. That's really hard to live on, especially if you live in, you know, we focus so much on cities, but these are not the highly paid jobs. And yet, so much of our sector, so much of our country works in, in, in hospitality, works in service, and all these places, so many of them work you know, as contracting jobs. So it's, I have a lot of empathy for, and also they don't have any equity in a home. They might not have, they don't have a mortgage. They don't have all these, they don't have any stability. So I have endless empathy for the youth. I think that it's really hard on them and I just feel awful and I'm on their side. I think that uh, what's what's also scary to me is how, you know, even even in in my role at Stacking Benjamins, when we answer listener letters um, and and I, I put back on my old financial advisor hat that I haven't worn for a while just to give people some very basic tips. The basic tips have even changed. Like it, it, it may seem to somebody who's brand new at this, like the rules are no longer the rules. Like it used to be, hey, put that money in a Roth IRA. And now we're saying, no, 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 keep as money, much money liquid as possible right now. Yeah. Put money in a savings account where, you know, it used to be get so much money in a savings account, then forget it, man. Go invest money. Like the, the even basic things that you're hearing people that know better has changed. That's got to be confusing. It's definitely confusing. And all of a sudden pe people are... I don't have the exact statistics, but I know people are starting to take money out of their 401ks, out of their IRAs, you know, because there's, there's no penalty this year. And that's very depressing that people have to rob from themselves to pay their bills and rob from their own futures to pay their bills. I think that's incredibly depressing. Um, but yeah, the other thing I have, another thing that I have empathy for millennials and for Gen X, Gen X people is because so much of their jobs is, and so much of their lives is on their phones. So there's... There is, you're going to roll your eyes, but there's a lot of, a lot of labor. If you have a job doing social media, you have a job like you're, you're just, you're on screens all day. So there is this level of, of, of burnout that I think older people can't quite comprehend. And, um, I don't know, it's just very, and a lot of people had to move home. I forgot about that. People had to move back home. 
imagine having to move back home when you're 20, 24, 25 right. to save money. Right. I think it's all very, I think that it's, it's very difficult. I think there's, there's social loss, there's family issues. I, I feel for them. Well, it's, it's funny because Rebecca, who's hanging out with us, we do this uh, show live. Uh, she's on the Stacky Benjamins Facebook channel. We're also on YouTube. Head to youtube.com forward slash money with friends to hang out with us. when We make these shows. Rebecca says, that uh, uh, this is a part of just having been through a lot in life perspective, been through several downturns, including in 1987 when I was only a few years out of college. And it's funny because, you know, to me, I look at it that way, Lindsay. I'm like, all this stuff that didn't kill me has made me so much stronger. And now mm. I look at this downturn and I go, okay, here's what we do first. Here's what we do second. Here's what we do third. Here's what we do fourth. And and I do remember times during that that I that I would keep reminding myself, it's a, I'm going to look back at this and laugh. I'm going to look back at this and I'm going to go, man, I'm glad I survived that. It made me really strong. But that was really up and down because there were other times that I'm like, I don't care if I laugh later. I just need to figure out how I eat tomorrow. Like if I can if I can figure out how I eat tomorrow, life is going to be really damn good. 100%. And for a lot of people today and not just young people, it really is that dire. If you're choosing between paying your bills and keeping your mortgage or eating healthy. That's a real thing that's happening right now. There's a lot of data out right now about how people are making unhealthier food decisions because they have to put um, money toward their other essential bills. This is really is a, a really tough time. And the advice, it's very hard to give advice when things are that dire for the youth. And I know we've lived, and I agree with what Rebecca said that with the media in our faces, you know, we're seeing so much, it's all very depressing. All be having bad news in your face all day will make you more depressed sure. for sure. And if you were raised on this kind of media, this all day in your face media, you're, you're going to feel pretty, it's going to be like the, the sad icing on, on a sad cake, you know? So I don't know. But I think what you're saying is really smart. You know, if suddenly like, Oh wait, no, you're supposed to save, you know, it's like, well, what the hell was that? You're like, I thought I was doing the right thing. And that's why, you know, it, that's my issue with personal finance is that it's not personal enough and people take too much advice and they, without thinking about where, what they want to do and what their values are and what they're really saving for. So I just, I don't know. And then again, last thing I'll say is that I think that people shouldn't feel ashamed that they did all the right things and this year still tanked for them. You know, you're not alone, you know, and that's something you can take a little bit of solace in that you're just not the only person who's maybe had to move back home or they, you lost a job or you're living on one income or suddenly you're home with your kids because you can't afford childcare. Like all these, I take comfort in knowing that I had to go back to work this year. It wasn't my plan, but I did it. And now I'm moving forward, you know, so it's, um, yeah, hard. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is incredibly hard. So, it, you know, while it's very difficult to give uh, uh, advice to somebody in this situation right now when you're scrambling for the next paycheck, there is kind of a decision making tree, right, that you follow. Like, what do you think the, the foundational stuff is that somebody who feels exhausted right now with budgeting and trying to just stay afloat? Like, what's the base of that pyramid that people should be thinking about? I think what I would say is, what do you need to keep the lights on? You know, and I think that I don't believe that people are, you know, there's a misconception about Gen Z and millennials. Like, oh, they're, you know, this is so corny, the avocado toast thing, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't believe that people are spending all this money on seamless or spending all this money on fancy food and then and spending all this money on, on TV, you know, when they could be. I, I don't believe that to be true. However, you know, if you could, you know, if, if you just think about what you can how you can keep the lights on, you know, if you can call your bank and see if they can adjust your fees, 
just and then just make sure you have enough money to take care of your health. In the end, that's the most important thing is is, is your mental health and your physical health, because in the end, things are going to get better. But you have but your your body and your mind also are the most important thing. It's funny you say all of that. I mean, there's so much wisdom there, but the, the very first thing that you that, that you talked about, about what it takes to keep the lights on was one of the biggest ahas I had during my struggle was I had a, I had a mentor uh, tell me that. He did, well, he didn't tell me that. He asked me, he said, so what does it cost you to turn on the lights in the morning? Like, what does that cost? What, what's the basic number that it costs? And then he said, my job every day was to match that number, but then the only way out of that pit was then to hopefully make enough so that it was easier the next day than it was the day before. And some days you're not going to have enough. Other days you will. And if, Hey, if it's three o'clock in the afternoon and you've made enough money that, that you can get through today, then spend the next five hours working on making tomorrow easier. And believe it or not, that got rid of some of the exhaustion, Lindsay, because I felt like I was finally saving up, you know, the old squirrel analogy, right? P putting away some acorns for tomorrow. And every time I would get a day or two ahead. And it's funny because this summer we were doing this virtual walk run across Tennessee just to kind of make the time go by. And, um, and it was very difficult. I didn't end up making it. Cheryl finished it uh, with two days to go at the end of summer. But, but every day you had to go 5.2 miles. And I remember when we were doing that, I, I got back in that same mentality. I would go 5.2 miles. I get today's in and then I would walk another three miles so that tomorrow was easier. And I would only have to walk two miles if, if uh, that came. And I, and I think that mentality kind of helps people out. The part where I really blew it, where I think you nailed it is I think I got it on the mental part. I kept reading, but the body part, man, if I had those years back realizing how important it was to continue to exercise when you think you don't have time to exercise. Oh man, 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 man. I mean, so many of the young of the of people have no health insurance. They don't dental insurance. I just, I think that there's that there needs to be a lot more compassion. Um, younger people, a lot of them are moving home. I see it. People in New York are leaving to move back home to save money. So I think that, you know, I can't speak for every person in their twenties right now, but I think a lot of them are making a lot of big sacrifices and I, and I, I, I feel for them, but what worries me the most is, is how they're going to feel in five years when yes, they have, they you know, their, their jobs might be a little bit more on track, but I worry, you know, about their dental health and I worry about their physical health. And this is why this country is really hard to live in, you know, to be honest. Yeah. I think that, uh, Rebecca kind of nails it says too much crowd advice, not enough, not enough, not enough personal advice. Hey, in, in, in just a moment, uh, Lindsay and I are going to have our takeaway from today's piece. Normally here is where I would talk about tiller money, but, and you can tell oddity, she owes me one, but, but we should talk about Zeta and how that works instead. Tell everybody a little bit about how the Zeta app works and, uh, how it can help people take hold of their financial picture. Sure. So Zeta, um, is a, an app for purse for couples. It helps them communicate with their finances. It's, you can merge your finances together, not actually merge them, but you can see um, your entire cash flow, see where you're spending, see where you're saving, create some goals. So um, it's a wonderful way to start communicating with your partner um, about where you want your money to go and where you want your money to flow. And you can also communicate with each other. Um, they're also launching um, a really exciting um, shared account like a literal joint account, but with a lot more bells and whistles. And that's going to be next year. And I can't wait. Um, I think it's really, I think joint accounts can be kind of a sleepy concept, but in the end, everybody needs to figure out what's a shared expense. What's a, what's a personal expense. And I think it'll start all these great conversations about, um, 
what's ours and what's mine. Yeah. Because in the end, you do not have to put all your finances together. Like that's very old fashioned. And we are embracing this very modern approach where no, we keep things separate and keep certain things together because a lot of millennials are less likely to merge their finances. And we think that's really, that's fine. But we also want to help them streamline their shared expenses just to make their lives easier. Not because we think that they should give up any independence. And download it on either uh, the Google store or on or the app store or Google play, right? And you, and if you, and you can go to askzeta.com and learn more about all the products and check out Money Date, which is the magazine that I am helping to launch. That is awesome. Uh, and we'll have a link to that, by the way, on our uh, website, which is uh, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. All right, Lindsay, this is it. This is your final time having the big takeaway. What, what should we learn from today's, uh, today's discussion? I think, you know, you know, I'm very into feelings and finance. That's sort of my, my bag, you know, in lifestyle and finance. I guess the takeaway right now, and what I would say to, the, to people is just, I think it's important to have a little more empathy than people are having instead of just boiling down millennials and Gen Z into these statistics. I think that, that we should be thinking a lot more about, about the burden that they have with their, with, with cost of living, with lack of insurance with um, not being as high up in their careers as they'd like to be to have job security. So I think my big takeaway is, is, is having a little bit of empathy and also personal finance is important. It's very important. But in the meantime, take care of yourself, you know, try to take care of your mental health, try to take care of your physical health and just know that this will not last forever and just have a little bit of faith. I agree. Well, I'm a person who definitely needed more empathy because when I, like I said, when I saw the headline here, I was like, oh, come on. And then I read it and I'm like, no, I remember that. That absolutely, absolutely sucked. And, uh, and, and yeah, I think just some, some, uh, just for, for, um, anybody struggling right now with, uh, with this situation, just, I don't know. The thing that really got me through it was just thinking about what keeps the lights on, what, what keeps the lights on. And if you have to prioritize, you know, it's, you know, and just see if you can get in touch with, with, with your bank, see if you can touch with your lenders. I know, I know people think like, I've done all that. I've done all that. But anything you can do to just beat back anything you can, just so you can keep the lights on and keep yourself healthy. That is the most important thing. Yeah. I fought, I fought the one day at a time and then one week at a time and then a month at a time. You're not going to do it all right at once. These are awful times. You're not alone. Everyone is struggling. Don't feel ashamed. Just, just know that it's it, things. Things are going to get better. I believe it. I have to believe it. We absolutely have to be. I think. I think so too. I, I hope so because because I don't I don't know that it can get much worse. I mean, hey, don't I just, say it. <laughs> sorry. What are you jinxing I, it for. No, it's it's going to be it, it's fantastic. Life is great now because I get to hang out with Lindsay Goldberg. All right. That is it for today. Bobby and I are back with more tomorrow. She's Lindsay. I'm Joe. We'll see you next time back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye, everybody. This show is created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. 
For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.